0: I am the bread of life, Jesus told them. No one who comes to me will ever be hungry, and no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. But as I told you, you've seen me, and yet you do not believe. Everyone the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose none of those he has given me should raise them up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. This is an interesting text here. It's it's John chapter 6, uh, verses 35 through 40, and this is in the midst of Jesus' whole diatribe about bread that he is the bread of life, uh, that they, they have this large conversation about God providing manna, and, and that uh, Jesus then goes on to say, I am the bread that has come down from heaven, not the manna that, that your ancestors ate in the wilderness and, and they ate of it and they died. I, I'm the bread of life that comes down from heaven and I give life to whomever I choose. And then we hit this section here, where right before this, they ask of him, give us this bread, Always. Give it to us. We want it. And he says, "I am the bread of life." And he and he says, "No one who comes to me will ever be hungry." And we have to realize that he's not saying that if if you come to Jesus, you're never going to be hungry again. Because like right now, I'm hungry. I, I didn't have breakfast this morning. Uh, <laughs> I'm not starving. I, I'm not. You know, I, I, I had a good dinner last night. But. Uh, the, the idea being is that we spend our lives hungering and thirsting after so many things. We talked about that a little bit uh, yesterday, right? Uh, This idea of we tend to create these gods that we go running after, and we're hungry for something, and so we think we're going to find it in a particular place, whether it be jobs, sex, romance, children, parenting, sports, you name it, politics, the church, even. The church is an institution. The church is the big R religion. Um, all these things that we think we have life in. And then we discover that we don't have life there. So we go and we find somewhere else. And here Jesus is saying, no, I am the one who gives life. Those who come to me, not to work, not to, to parenting, not to politics, not to, to the church, but come to me will never be hungry, and no one who believes in me, or no one who trusts in me, rather than those other things, trusts in me, will ever be thirsty again, that we hunger, and we thirst after righteousness, he says in, in the Sermon on the Mount, in the Beatitudes. Blessed are you who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for you will be filled, you will be satisfied satisfied in the fact that he's going to give us righteousness his his righteousness so that we don't have to go and try and find it our enoughness our righteousness somewhere else instead we find it in him and he says but as I told you you've seen me and yet you do not believe you do not trust because we look at Jesus and we go how can this one be the one how, how can this one who, who dies on a cross who who uh, everyone says is risen from the dead how can we trust? That, that is the case. Well, it's about trusting the promise. It's about God promising us. Here here Jesus promising us that that if we find our life in him, that if we find our rest in him, we will not hunger or thirst anymore. He will not leave us wanting. We have to trust that to be true. Just as we trust the fact that he says even though you die, yet shall you live. We trust that to be true. And yet we look at Jesus and we go, how can this be? And he says, everyone the Father gives me will come to me. This working of God, the fact that you are a person of faith, a person of belief, because God has put that in you through the Spirit working in you, bringing you to Christ. And the one who comes to me, I will never cast out. The one who clings to Jesus will not be thrown away. For I've come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Here we go, right? We talked about this a little bit yesterday with, with, our, with our, our epistle reading. Now we get to the, the core of this whole thing, right? Because our, our topic for this week, uh, as we're, we're preaching through the Lord's Prayer, is that petition, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And here we have Jesus saying, point blank, I've not come down to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. So the will of the Father, the will of God. And so when we pray, thy will be done, we're we're saying, okay, well, what is this will? Jesus is about to to tell us. Are you you ready? Mm -hmm. This is the will of him who sent me, he says. You should underline this in your Bible if you have one. This is verse 39. This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose none of those he has given me, the promise that you will be his forever, that he has made you his, that I should lose none of those he has given me, but should raise them up on the last day, the promise, the will of the Father to resurrect you, the will of the Father to give you life, the will of the Father that even though you die, yet shall you live, that all these other places that you think you have life, that you found life, that you think is going to sustain you, that's going to give you some semblance of immortality. No, they don't. But, But God does. And that's the promise that we have here. And then he says, For this is the will of my Father. A second time he says it, underline it, that everyone who sees the Son or looks to the Son and believes in him or trusts in him, rather than anything else, trusts in him alone, eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. The will of the Father is that you trust him. The will of the Father is that you trust in Christ above all things. The will of the Father is that you fear, love, and trust him above all things. That's that's our, our explanation to the first commandment, the first thing in our catechism that we're told. We are to fear, love, and trust God above all things. And that yet we know that so many things keep us from doing that. But that is the will of God. Don't don't sit around and think, well, I need to figure out the will of God for me when it comes to this thing or that thing or whatever. The will of God for you is faith in him and resurrection in the last day. That's the will of God for you, to trust him that you will have life and have it abundantly in Christ. That is God's will. May that be so for you this week as you move forward. Let us pray. O God, whose will is done without our prayer, we pray that it may be done also by us to this end, frustrate and bring to nothing. Every evil counsel and purpose, such as the will of the devil, the world, and our own flesh, which would hinder the hallowing of your name and prevent the coming of your kingdom, strengthen and keep us steadfast in your word and in faith even unto the end. Let this, your good and gracious will, be done. Amen. Well, church, go in peace. Serve the Lord.